the Supreme Court taking a Second Amendment case. You might say to yourself, what's the big deal? The big deal is they don't take many Second Amendment cases. The way they shy away from the Second Amendment, shy away from taking cases, has been stunning. Now, this has been argued in a couple different ways. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC, good morning. Some people have made the argument that them shying away from these cases may be helpful because if the court is not sure how it's going to come down, if you're somebody who uh, is a proponent of the Second Amendment, favors the Second Amendment, favors your rights, you don't want the court acting in a way that that that, that misrepresents that or, or, or harms that. But there are cases that would clearly codify the right to keep and bear arms that they don't do their job on. This is an argument that uh, Clarence Thomas makes again and again. This case comes out of New York. Let me bring in Guy Relford, Second Amendment attorney. Attorney, you can find more at Relford, R-E-L-F-O-R-D, RelfordLaw.com. He is known as the gun guy, heard every Saturday from 5 to 7 p.m. on 93 WIBC, and he is the man behind the 2A Project, the number two, letter A, the 2A Project.com. Let's start with the basics. This case in front of SCOTUS challenges the laws in New York regarding concealed carry and the idea of a permit. Break it down for us. Well, exactly. And we've had a number of decisions, including just earlier this year out of the Ninth Circuit in a case out of Hawaii. We've had a number of decisions that say essentially that there's no constitutionally protected right to bear arms outside the home. And where this comes to bear in the New York case is that New York, like California, like Hawaii, like several other jurisdictions, has what we call a May issue licensing scheme, which means that some government bureaucrat gets to make the decision of who gets a license to carry based on that person's need to be protected in some way outside the home. And the the general uh, condition of simply wanting to be able to defend yourself, defend your life, defend your family, isn't good enough. You have to show some particularized need above society in general and, and the right to defend yourself in general, you have to show some special need that some government official gets to rub his chin and say, mm, yeah, that's good enough or no, it's not. And when the government can exercise that kind of arbitrary discretion based on relatively unstated standards, by the way, then isn't, doesn't that completely eviscerate the right to bear arms as stated in the Second Amendment? That's the question before the court. Now, that question would be, it seems easy enough to answer, and I thought got answered by the Heller decision. Uh, so explain what the Heller decision is, even Ruth Bader Ginsburg uh, getting in on this, and why it doesn't apply in this case that, of course, your right to keep and bear arms exists outside the home. Yeah, there was a, a, a just a kind of a general reference to the idea that bear means carry um, in Heller, but the principal decision in Heller was very much focused on the right of self-protection in the home. And in fact, the Heller case recognized a core principle um, of the Second Amendment to be able to defend yourself in the home because the D.C. Uh, law at issue in Heller uh, made you disassemble guns if you had them in the home and essentially uh, made all handguns illegal in in D.C. because you had to get a license from from the government in order to even possess a firearm, and they didn't issue any licenses whatsoever for 
handguns. So it basically made handguns illegal. And if you if you were able to have one in your home, you had to keep it disassembled and non-functional at all times. So the focus of the case was the, the a core principle behind the Second Amendment being the right to defend yourself in the home. So this case, the New York State Rifle and Pistol Association case, shifts that focus to outside the home. And, 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 and it, it will be the first time SCOTUS has directly addressed that issue. Talking to Guy Relford, the gun guy, every Saturday, 5 to 7 uh, p.m. here at WIBC. Also, the 2aproject.com. Uh, the argument uh, against this idea that you should be able to carry your firearm is that the state has the right to know who's carrying a gun uh, uh, around. That argument holds water and why? Well, absolutely not. Um, in the in the sense that um, this law allows the the a government official to insert their discretion into who has a constitutional right and who doesn't. It's not just knowing who carries through a licensing scheme. Um, it's being able to decide arbitrarily who gets to exercise a right guaranteed in the Constitution and who doesn't, and where you insert that discretion right square in the middle of a constitutionally protected freedom. It's no longer a freedom. You're, you're relegating it to a privilege that government officials get to decide who gets to exercise or, or have that privilege and who doesn't. That to me completely eviscerates the right. And I think that's exactly where the court's going to go. When this uh, gets to the court, right? That's the part that I think kind of amazes people that the court has been so unwilling to take uh, these cases, and it's more than just an argument of, well, John Roberts, right, the chief justice, who I don't think has been uh, a worthy chief justice at all. But rather there's been the conversation that maybe gun enthusiasts, supporters of the Second Amendment, have been lucky and they should be thankful that the court hasn't taken up many of these cases because you might not have liked the result is that the case in the past and is is it amy coney barrett that makes things change now yeah that's the game changer absolutely and in fact um as soon as that confirmation went through and because keep in mind as you well know tony that this is not just replacing a conservative with another conservative like we had with a justice gorsuch replacing scalia um or even when we had kennedy being replaced um by kavanaugh um, they, you know, Kennedy voted the right way, what I would call the right way on Heller. This is taking uh, someone like uh, the justice here replaced Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who was no friend of the Second Amendment. As much as we all respected her, she was absolutely uh, contrary to our interests, in my mind, on the Second Amendment. So you're replacing her with someone very, very strong. That's a game changer. And that's why I think the rules are different. And I, and I really do lay this um, on the opinion of other pro-Second Amendment justices like Alito and Thomas not trusting what Roberts was going to do on the Second Amendment. I, I don't think they wanted to see a dramatic setback, and, and he's just too unpredictable on conservative gen principles generally, in my mind. So I think they were, they were looking down the road, wanting to be where we are now, because keep in mind, it only takes four justices voting to take a case. They, they don't even need a majority under it's really interesting it's not in the constitution it's not codified anywhere by statute it's just a tradition it's called the rule of four and only four justices are necessary to hear a case 
So if the four we've had on there, even before Amy Coney Barrett, didn't want to take a case as strong as they've been on the Second Amendment, um, then that tells me they, they had a real concern about what was going to come out of those cases and what direction they were going to go. And I think that puts us in a much, much better place today. And, and that's why I'm thrilled they've taken this case, not only taken this case, but taken this case now. Does this open the floodgates? Meaning, is there another case that we should be looking for that you hope the court picks up? Well, the, the big issues that we've been trying to get before the Supreme Court for a number of years are the May issue carry schemes um, and then uh, bans, bans on so-called high-capacity magazines and bans on commonly owned semi-automatic rifles, what a lot of people would call an assault weapon ban. Those are the two big issues. Those have been upheld at the circuit court level in various jurisdictions. have also been stricken down in others. So we've got this one that represents this May issue carry scheme, and then the other one's going to be ban on some of the most commonly owned firearms in America. And when you go back to Heller and look at the standard that Heller created, which is commonly used for lawful purposes, that's what arms are protected by the Second Amendment. And you're talking about the most commonly owned rifles in America that are subject to some of these bans. That's what we're excited uh, as far as the next step. And I think we'll see that too.